Shut up and sit down. Welcome, everybody, to episode 303. That's 303 of Third Shift. It is so strange. I, being the one and only Mr. Eric, am here today. But I said it's strange because it feels almost like we're starting fresh. I don't know what it is. Like, 300 felt like it was like, hey, we're back to one. Here we are. Episode 3 of Third Shift. Handling business, doing the thing, happens to be a busy time of the year. Maybe it wasn't the best time of the year to start at one again, but we're doing it anyway because that's the way life goes. Today, though, we got some fun little things in the news. Quarter ends here, all the stuff's happening. But before any of that, you know who else is here? It's him. It's Mr. Matt, the inglorious bastard, the WrestleMania man, the guy who goes on vacations, has a good time, but also I did too, so I guess we're both the guys of vacation. And oh yeah, and was it good? It was good for me. I'm probably sure it was good for Matt, and we're going to find out because, Mr. Matt, hey buddy, welcome aboard, welcome back. How is your week? What have you been doing? Well, I got to tell you, first off, it's not like we started at one with 300. The reason it's weird is because we recorded the last episode <laughs> on a f- Monday. So it's almost been like two whole weeks. It's been like a week and a half since the last episode. That's why it feels extra weird. So this, this does feel like starting all over again because I'm out of rhythm. I'm out of practice. I'm thinking like, do I have to edit the podcast tonight? Yes, I do. Anyway, it's been a great week and a half or however long it's been because hey it was my birthday over this past week did the usual birthday stuff went out to turkeyville played house of the dead ate some good food wandered around in the sun saw animals great time then we went to a baseball game surprise my friends are at the baseball game drinking beers shooting the schnips having fun seeing the three of you just tear into Souvenir helmet nachos. Heck yeah. I should have gotten one too, but then I'd have two souvenir helmets. I can't. Yeah. What am I going to do? Don't do it twice, Matt. Don't do it twice. Once was enough. (laughs) Uh, Then let's see. What else did I do? On my actual birthday on Tuesday, went and saw Elvis out at the Regal with mom. And I don't know much about Elvis. You know, I'm a child of the 80s. He was gone before I even knew about stuff. So watching the movie, you know, seeing kind of his story, it was really cool, really enjoyable. The only weird things about it are, like, the framing device for the story, and I won't really spoil it, but, like, your narrator, your person who's presenting the story to you is not Elvis. It's somebody else. But that character is somebody specific in the story, so it's like, I can't say it without spoiling stuff. Like, why are you the one telling me this, and what is happening, like, to you in real time as you're telling this story? It was very strange, very weird. And then there was also, like some modern music as the background music for some scenes. And I was like, whoa, whoa, huh. Mm, I don't like this. Now, I think they were like modern artists who took some Elvis songs and yeah. kind of reworked them into something. Mm-hmm. But overall, a really enjoyable movie. There's a part in it, this may be a spoiler, but it's usually not for a biopic movie where they incorporated real-life footage. And I was like, that was really effective. I went like, holy crap, that's that's the real deal right there. I felt emotions, I felt things. So, a good time overall. And then, oh, then on Wednesday, got in my little car, packed my little bag, drove all the way down to Detroit, 
boom, Little Caesars Arena. Oh, well, let me check in at the MGM Grand and get a nice fancy room because that's how you do it. When you go to Detroit for anything, you got to do a fancy thing. We got we did the fancy lunch before. Mm-hmm. What was it we went and saw? It wasn't Blind Guardian. No, we time. went and saw uh, uh, Brent and Jermaine. No, 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 no. Not you and me. The the first time we went down oh, to Royal Oak, yes, we saw, yes. it was in flames, right? And we I ate the, like, the big giant Italian food. Like Who was it? Yeah, I don't remember anymore, but it, it was some big, big cool concert. Might have been, might have been Blind Guardian one. That was after. Was that the after? First time okay. we went, though. Yeah, yeah, I don't remember. My brain's all messed up, man. You know, I'm just. I don't remember what I ate for lunch anymore. It's a terrible thing. <laughs> but I've been down to that music theater in Royal Oak a million times, mm-hmm. and right around the corner, giant fancy Italian place. So I always go there. So hey, get a giant fancy hotel room, and then go watch a wrestling show. AEW Dynamite, Blood and Guts, two rings with a cage over it. The traditional war game style. There was blood, and there was guts, and there was a great time to be had. It was amazing and incredible. It was wonderful. What a blast. Then I drove home, and I went, oh boy, it's time to put the shackles back on, because I get to go to work tomorrow in the morning as we're recording this. It's wonderful. But on the video game front, I did have more wonderful times that are colored by some bad times. I beat Jeanne Dark. I was sitting here. One of the days I had off, and I went, you know what? I'll put the AC on in my room, and I'm just going to lay on my bed and play Gen Dark. And beat it. I was on the last boss. And I went, okay, cool. And then after like two hours and three restarts and me swearing at my Vita screen, I finally beat it. Now, I will say, the game is amazing and fantastic. Love it. I've had so much fun with it, moving units, upgrading units, you know, mashing together spells so I can get the Sky Dart and having the great time that I had with that last time we recorded this. Well, that last boss is BS. There are four towers around it. Every two turns, two of them cast giant AoE spells. That same turn, two of them cast giant heal spells. Also, the boss does giant AoE spells. Also, he summons other little demons that come through and do single target spells. So you have to. And I mean, when I say have to, I mean have to. Because I had my characters, they weren't like level 100. They weren't super maxed out. But I was destroying everything in this game. There was no sweats. Get to this battle. I had to exploit the systems in that game. I had to. Because if you don't know, in that game, the last boss is a big unit. He takes up nine squares. And there are a lot of skills in this game that hit a number of squares. Like it does like a big shockwave all in a row. Or it hits an area that's a big square in front of you. If you use that on a giant unit... It will hit them for each square that that spell or skill targets. So when you shoot Shockwave straight in a row, it hits him one, two, three times instead of just once. If you use that spell that is a nine square spell, it hits him nine times. You have to do that, otherwise the last boss is completely impossible. Because it will destroy your party members 100% completely. Unless you put on literally every auto heal skill, every auto everything you can have. And it puts this sour taste in my mouth. Like I ate this delicious cake. I just gorged myself on this cake. And then I ate just a fistful of mushrooms. Just mm. wet, slimy, gross mushrooms right oh, at the end of that cake. Oh, okay. Wet and slimy, gross ones. I got you. I was thinking like beef mushrooms, you know what I'm saying? And then a big, plump, juicy mushroom. And I'm like, wow, delicious. Ugh. Gross. Any kind of mushroom is mostly gross. Well, I was going to say something else, but I'd have to believe it. <laughs> So, a fantastic game, except for that last boss. 
but a wonderful story going through all kinds of crazy stuff. I loved all the twists and turns. Great. Beautiful. Another great and beautiful game, Final Fantasy IV Pixel Remaster. I did a bunch of streams of it during my time off. And then, as usual, once the stream was done, oh, there's some other cleanup achievements for me to get. There's like two or three or four. I'll go do those real quick. One, level everyone up to level 70. Easy peasy, did that. Go to all the locations in the game because they were too chokeable for us I didn't visit. Easy peasy. What's the next one? Get ready is Secret Summons. Okay, pull up my little summon guide. I had two of them, actually. It was Goblin and something else. There was, like, rare drops from enemies. Got the Goblin one, like, my first two battles with her in the party. Okay. How do you get the other ones? Oh, a drop from Mind Flares, a drop from Bombs, a drop from this, a drop from that. Okay. How do you get those battles? Oh, use this Siren item, which auto-generates an encounter. And in these areas, they are just those enemies. All right, cool. I'll probably get it within, like, ten, right? A couple of them I did. A couple of them, yes. Within 10, got the item. Cool. She learned the summon. Two more. Mind Flares. I had to do 100 battles to get that one. Nope. Maybe even more than that. Because I went from 99 Sirens down to 49. Reload the game. 99 to 49. Reload the game. 99 to 79. Got it. Okay. Whatever. Did all that. (laughs) Finally got all her secret summons. Cool. What's the last achievement I need, other than the achievement for getting all the achievements? Trade a pink tail for the adamant armor to the tail collector. That's something I didn't even know was a thing. How do you get a pink tail? Oh, you you get a rare drop from these flame princesses. Huh. I've never seen those before. Cool. Where are the flame princesses? Go to this one spot in the last dungeon on the moon one room and there are rare spawn in that room okay but use a siren you fight five of them right away siren five of them there's five of these enemies Eric. there's five of them it spawns in a group five mm-hmm. this is a rare drop from the rare spawn it's like a 0.4 percent drop but there's five of them i'm sure within 20 battles. I'll get it, because I had some good luck with some of those other ones. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Over 100 battles. I think it went 150 battles. And this is not something you can just auto-battle and kill them in one hit, just like some of these other ones were. This is auto-battle. They have like 30,000 HP each. There's no easy way to do it. Now, granted, I didn't just sit here and stare at the screen. I put up some videos, and I was watching Summer Games Done Quick and all this other stuff. Mm-hmm. But I, sit, I literally had to sit there for 150 times, use a siren, whoop, whoop, enemies, auto battle. Look, results screen. Da, 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 did I get the item? No, didn't get any items. Siren, auto battle, results screen, didn't get it. Siren, auto battle. So a beautiful game. One of my favorite Final Fantasy games. Had a wonderful time on the Pixel Remaster. I ate a two-tier cake. This is a double-decker cake. <laughs> and then I ate... Two handfuls of mushrooms. Just two. Oh, and yeah. they were big. There was like... Big old mushrooms. Mm. I filled up a big gulp cup. Like the big, big one. Like the super triple gulp. Ooh. Just poured in slimy, disgusting, rotten mushrooms and had to... Awful. Terrible. What a horrible time. But then I played Final Fantasy V Pixel Remaster. I'm having some fun with that. After I got off the last stream, I just went, I just love getting job points. I love leveling up jobs. That's job system stuff. I just love it. Sitting there... Every battle I fought, I just got one job point, but I didn't care because, oh man, 
10 more battles, I level that one up. Oh, cool. The next level is like 50. But I'm only like 10 away from this other person's level up, so get there. Now I'm only 5 away from that other one. Let me get that. Now I'm pretty close to that 50, so let me just let me just do that. I don't know why it's so fun, but it is fun. Another thing that is the most fun that I haven't hit any mushroom spots on yet, triangle strategy. You saw it at the ballpark. All I want to do is talk about how great that game is and how fun it is to manipulate that battle system to get new characters and go, oh, what cool ability do they have? Oh, even some characters I just got. That doesn't sound very cool. This character can just make a decoy. I don't care about decoys. The first turn I used her, make a decoy. All right, cool. Enemy came up, hit the decoy. I went around, hit the enemy in the back, and the decoy counterattacked. And then the decoy got a turn, and it attacked the enemy, and I counterattacked in its back. And I went, this is the greatest thing I've ever seen in my whole life. I can't wait to use this and that and combo this with that and make this happen and that. Oh, Jesus Christ. And the best part, there are, it's not random battles, but you can go and redo like, a, they call them mental battles, mm-hmm. where you set up like on a, a generic square and you always fight the same enemies per mental battle you do. But I just sit there literally all night and just play those. I got them up to level 12, which is the level of the battle, so they're not going to get much higher than that. All right, where are my level 9 people at? Let's mm-hmm. do it again. Let's do it again. Let's do it again. Let's do it again and again and again and again. Oh, oh, I'm getting resources. I'm getting money. I'm upgrading my people. Now that this guy's got a better sword. Now he's a different class. Now, oh, boy. Oh, God. Oh, it's so good. And then the story is a lot of fun, too. And the story battles, I'm doing them on hard mode, essentially. And it's so fun because I'm t- picking up my pieces and I'm manipulating around and in the story, it was a horrible battle and we lost so many people. No, we didn't. Not a single person even went down because I'm so good at this game. Oh, it's so much fun. I love it. It was a great week. I'm glad I ended with this one. I was going to put it earlier, but no. It was the perfect cap off to the week. Eric, how was your week? Ooh, okay, I'll tell you what. We recorded early last week, remember, because I'm going camping. So I took off. I get to the campgrounds. We didn't get the new camper. I was going to say and interrupt. That's not why we recorded early, because you were supposed to be off getting a new camper and you didn't yes. do it. Yes, and I didn't do it, but I left anyway and went camping. So it all works out. It's all fine. Doesn't matter. I went camping one last time with our old A-frame pop-up. I got out there. I popped that sucker up, got the AC kicking, went to the pool, and then it was that. I went, oh. so we're walking back and... It just all, it all, the whole camp, it just came back. And I'm just do, 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 be bopping around. I don't care what's happening. I'm just going to go back to the camper. That's all that's happening. Life just became this little tiny campground. My world was now just the campground. Hey, we'll go to the pool. Hey, we'll go walk the little nature trail. Now I'm going to sit here for a couple hours. Oh, you want to go get a treat at the little grocery store they have there? Sure, let's do that. It was great. It was nice. It felt good. It was hot. Some of those days were hot. And of course I turned purple and all my face is broken out and everything's all gone to hell. But I don't care. That's always what happens every year. It was a good time. It was nice to get one last trip in the little A-frame, you know, just living living that little camper life before we get our RV. And all of a sudden I've got basically a second house and I can just chill out inside of that. It was cool to do it. And we we brought along some family, too, and uh, had a good time with them. Some very uh, great conversations, very strange conversations were had. A lot of fun. 
a lot of <laughs> just a lot of unexpected stuff. Pretty cool. And then to top it all off, Matt, to top it all off, I thought I was going to play Persona Three. Thought the whole week was going to do that. Well, I did, and I'll talk about that in a minute. But a lot of my time ended up in these strange, wonderful conversations. But it made it all worth it at the end because we were there for a particular reason, which was fireworks. You, As you know, and as I'm sure the audience knows, we work 4th of July. So we never get to go see the show proper in town, things like that. Well, our campgrounds, they do one week the week before, and we're like, boom, this is it. We've been rained out like three times trying to do this thing. Almost got rained out this time again. Didn't happen, though. And it was a dang good show. Like, it was good. Like, they did a really good job. You'd think it being a campground, you know, and they got to do it at, like, three different resorts, that it'd be, like, one of them medium kind of shows that'd only be, like, you know, 10, 15 minutes, a few good ones, a few average ones, and a really, you know, cool little finale. Now, 45 minutes. And then, on top of 45 minutes, they did a mid-finale. So I thought it was it. I thought, you know, like I said, they had been small show. They start and it was beautiful. It was gorgeous. I mean, just colors everywhere. They had they started off with like just this huge popping of red, white, and blue ones. So it's just like boo, 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 and then they went with these weeping willow finales where the whole sky just turned into light because all the weeping willows were overlapping everywhere, and there was just sending out sparkles and stars to where there was just nothing but this huge white blob of fire and light in the sky. And I was like, that, oh my God, I'm just, I'm, I'm doing a mad at a restaurant. Wow. Clap my head. Uh Ah, it was great. Wow. And then it kept going. And I went, what just happened? That was, that was the finale, right? (laughs) That was it. That was, yeah, you got to end right there. That's what you end with. That's it. And they kept going and going and did a second finale, which it was so cool, but so funnily sad at the same time. Because the actual finale, they did a low banger. Well, where we were, we were literally like right up on the fireworks, right over the tree line was where they were firing from. So doing a low banger meant we didn't get to see none of it. So all we got to see was the second and last half of the finale where they did the high banger. So we missed half of the actual finale behind the trees while everybody's like clapping that went up onto the giant hilltop at the golf course. But we didn't want to go there because I didn't want to sit with five trillion people. So it was ultimately worth it. But it was just funny but sad that the actual finale, half of it, I'm just like, oh, I bet that's cool. I, you know, I hear it, but I, I don't see nothing. <laughs> Thankfully, the last half was the hires and we got to see that and it was really good. Overall, fantastic. Ended up driving home that night. Thought, why the hell not? We're getting up at like 8 in the morning to leave and go home anyway because we had a whole bunch of stuff to do. So so we went home, and then I enjoyed one more day off there, and that's when I played some more Persona 3, which I was just telling you about because at the campgrounds I did get a little bit of time with it, and it was just enough time to make me go, you're an idiot. You love Persona. Why have you not been playing this and finishing this damn game? So I got home and just, and now I'm about 15, 20 hours in. So now it's, I'm in Persona land. I'm there. I'm in it. I will say, Persona, the only downside to Persona 3 so far, and it might change because, you know, as we all know, 10, 15 hours is still real early in a Persona game. It doesn't have the sense of urgency that 4 and 5 had so far. It's just like, oh, you made it to uh, Feeble 16, which is floor 16. There's a wall. Okay, 
doesn't explain anything. doesn't tell you that, hey, you made it to the wall, you're good. Go do whatever you're going to do. So days go by in the game, and I'm just doing what I do, you know, hanging out with people, attending a club stuff. I have no idea because I, I, I didn't look it up. I'm just like, I don't know what is going on. So I go back into the, the Thebes or whatever it's called area, the tar- Tartarus or whatever, yeah, and yeah. I go, I go from midway through all the way back up, killing everybody out of the way. Everyone's running from me. I'm so powerful. Get there. There's a wall. All right. I still don't understand what's happening. Sure. Leave. A couple more days go by. Nothing's happening still. And it wasn't until just today that I was playing at lunch hour when it went, hey, midterms are going to be around the corner and you got uh, Golden Week or whatever off. Uh, Hey, hey. Hey, I'm the mysterious boy. Hey, did you know that like on full moons, them walls are gonna open up and you gotta fight a really hard boss and then go to like the whole next level. So make sure you're prepared for that. Why what why would you not put that in like weeks ago in game so I know what the hell I'm even doing? What's happening? Just have a little drop in, like special moment. Oh hey, I, I'm oh, a mysterious boy and I see you've reached a wall. Mm-hmm. Be aware. Even you could just be hey, be aware on full moon days. Which the next one is on, but insert date here. Then things will open up. Okay, now I'll at least know. Now I know. Now I know what it is I found. Yeah. Now I know I've got till this date to go get my academics up, charm up, whatever it is I want to do to be ready for the next part. Instead, every day I was just like, "Uh, am I screwing this whole game up? I don't know. I'm just going to play like I do Persona, whatever, doesn't matter. Go hang out with people. So that part was a little meh. I hope after this initial jump here now that i know every full moon the next wall opens up so in theory next time i'm just gonna go straight through like i did this time but i'll know that i've got till the next full moon to do anything i want to do and then just progress the story that way i hope that's how it goes but i do know that there's some characters and stuff that are going to be coming to the story and that the whole purpose of this game shifts at some point so i'm like well i guess i don't really know because probably all going to change on me here pretty soon whenever the actual game and what's happening starts to happen because right now it's nothing it's pretty simple so but still the characters i have right now are really cool um gameplay really fun it's it's persona i mean it is what it is i got to finally see my sunday buddy you know oh yeah he took all my money. He's got what he needs. I got what I need. We're happy. Now I've got to go grind and get a bunch more. It was a good time. I'm really enjoying it. You got to get back into it, man. Mm-hmm. Now, see, I've been thinking about it. Since I beat Jen Dark, I was looking at my Vita and going, what should I play next? And I went, well, maybe I should get in Persona 3 Portables because Eric's in there, and then we can talk about it some more. And I went, well, but in theory, the Game Pass version should be coming out sometime. And that way, which will happen regardless when it comes out, I'll play three and then four and then five again. Uh-huh. I wish they would say how soon it is because even something we're going to talk about later, they even talked about it and they said coming soon. And I went, but how soon? Because I could play through it and soon could be two years from now. They could drop five this year, four next year, and three the year after that. But then I could just play it on the big screen. Play all three all in a row. It's a, it's a maybe. It's a 50-50. I don't know. I agree that coming soon is ominous and strange. Hence why I didn't decide to postpone. Because throwing my luck would be like late next year. So. Yeah. so I did that. Been playing that. 
And unfortunately for myself, I've had very little time to do any other gaming except for I got one two-hour stretch on Atelier Ryza, um, and I finally had that moment where I under, I'm starting to understand what this game's supposed to do. I thought, because crafting, when you craft, you get the materials, you go harvest them. I had no problem with that. That's easy. But then I said, okay, well, when you go to craft, it goes, do you want to craft this level high quality or low quality? I'm like, well, I'm just going to cheat. I'm not going to sit here and manually pick every fruit and vegetable and item that I want to make these items. I'll just pick high quality and low quality, back and forth, back and forth, and it should unlock everything eventually, right? It does not. This game will not unlock stuff unless you manually do all your own alchemy. So I've got to go in there myself and I've got to go, okay, well, I need this particular item. So I have to use alchemy and then use items that are going to branch me off to the right-hand side of the alchemy path over here to unlock this item, which I need to do some other alchemy. If you just do high quality, low quality, it just makes the best item that it can for that particular item. But it doesn't unlock the pathways to the things. So I've been wasting all these items all this time getting nowhere because i thought that was hey i this is just like the dummies version of just if you do it enough times yeah we'll get you all the things don't worry no nothing so i was like well this is aggravating i didn't want to have to focus on like well what if i try two thistle weeds but instead of the third one i change it out with a burr root hmm, what'll that get me Oh look, it unlocked the right side of here. Now I can now I can use this and this to craft a large bone, which then I can craft with them the metal, the silver and this to get this scythe or whatever it is. I don't no man, I don't wanna do that. I just wanted to cheat and go high quality, low quality, high quality until it unlocks it and then go over what do I need? Three bars of this, seventeen of that, whatever. Okay, go harvest it, make it. Nope. I've got to be Alchemy Jones in my little stupid atelier, figuring it out, experimenting, which, of course, then immediately I went, well, I'm not going to do that. So now i got to go pull up a cheat guide, go pull it out, print it all out, come home and go, okay, I just need to do this to make that, this instead of that, da, 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 da. but i got to manually insert it all to get everything. And I'm like, damn it, that is not what I was thinking I was going to have to do here. I was told that this system's like super stupid easy and, and everything. And I'm like, part it still kind of is because it's not like harvesting's difficult. But I didn't want to manually do it. I just thought I could just attrition like I do with everything. Through attrition, everything would be unlocked and I'd win. Oh, this makes me so sad because you and I have talked off air about it and on air about it too. Yeah, maybe we should get into those Atelier games. Oh, Eric's dipping his toe back in. I'll hear how it goes. I want to do that. Yeah. I don't want to sit and just fiddle with stuff or, like you said, print out a guide and just farm that recipe, that material, and do it. I'm hoping Ugh. it changes up. I'm hoping that kind of this is like the, no, we're making you do this kind of stuff so you understand what For the first is. bit, this yeah. is how you could do it. Exactly. And I hope afterward. Then there'll be high quality, low quality slash experiments. Just throw anything in. Mm-hmm. Do, 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 do. I, so I, I hope it changes up. I'm going to keep playing. This, you know, the story's a, a fun little story. It's so far really lighthearted, nothing serious. 
but I'm sure it'll change up in a little bit. It finally got to the point where I can accept quests from townspeople now. So I'm starting to see that fill up and the ability to just go do all this side stuff and level the my characters up, which I like. And that's always a lot of fun. So, so far, still interested, still invested in it. But definitely disappointed because I didn't want to do like hardcore alchemy or screw around big time. But I'll I'll stay committed because... Like I said, everybody kept saying that it's not that deep. It isn't that tough. It'll be fine. You'll have fun. It's still a good story at heart. So going to keep trucking with it. And then beyond that, that's it. That's what I did. That's all I've done. Now, like I said, not a ton of gaming, to be honest with you. I've just been so busy, this and that, and selling my camper, getting this done, doing that. Real life, it's good stuff. Now, for the release this week, I'm going to be quick, and I'm going to be to the point, because I was not that for my How Was Your Week Doing?, because this week, I think it's out now, I didn't even look it up because I've been so excited to hear about it and watch more about it. And to eventually play it, it's Cuphead's Delicious Last Course DLC. Which not only adds new bosses, but a new character to play as with new abilities. So I could just say, if you love Cuphead, you need to get this. And I would say, if you love games with excellent animation, you need to get this. If you love games with great music, you need to get this. If you love games with awesome gameplay, you need to get this. If you love challenging games, you need to get this. If you love gaming in general, you should at least play Cuphead some kind of way. And if you like it at all, you should get this DLC. But for a little bit more detail in the Delicious Last Course DLC, you are trying to restore Miss Chalice to life. If you played Cuphead at all, you know she's this ghostly form it, you find in the mausoleums. You do parrying challenges there to unlock new abilities from her. Now, you're trying to bring her back to life. You get a special item that takes up your charm slot that turns Cuphead or Mugman into Miss Chalice. She's got her own bunch of abilities. She's got a dodge roll, like a Souls type of dodge roll with iframes, which it's so weird because one of the first charms you can unlock as the regular dudes is you get like an invincible dash. It's not a roll, but it's a dash. And I went, don't they have that already? And then I had to think, no, they don't. That's an unlockable you can buy for them. She gets a dodge roll. She gets a horizontal parry. It's like another horizontal dash. So instead of jumping and then having to time your hit while you're in the air, as the guys, Miss Chalice, you can jump and then kind of zoom. And her zoom is a parry. So as long as you hit something parryable, boom, you did it. She also has a double jump by default which is super nice, but since she has like low angle stuff for her other two abilities, you need the double jump, and on and on and on. You can equip all the other weapons and other things, you just can't equip any charms on Miss Chalice, and she has four life points instead of three like the boys, which again, for me, as soon as I got that four HP charm, I immediately put it on, so I went, boys only have three? Oh yeah, that's right. But this also comes with six additional bosses, which... If you don't know Cuphead, you think, six bosses, that must be nothing. No. The bosses in Cuphead are the main event. They are the main attraction. They are the stages in any other game. That's a boss here, because these bosses go through so many forms with so many abilities and so many attacks all throughout their entire boss fight. If you've never seen Cuphead, you have to see at least one boss fight, because the boss will start off one way, doing a rotation of like four or five attacks, the next phase, all their stuff changes. The next phase, all their stuff changes. The next phase, even more crazy stuff is coming at you. So six new bosses is essentially six new stages to go through. You get a new character to play as, and you get to challenge the king of games. I can't remember what his land is called. It's not like King's Landing, but it's, it's something. <laughs> you go up to his castle, which I will not spoil, by the way, 
But if you see this castle, you will fall in love with it. And in there, you fight a lot of his like minions. They're like chess piece themed boss fights in quote fingers because you don't use attacks and you don't use abilities when you challenge these chess pieces. You can only do parrying, which ties in perfectly because this is Miss Chalice themed. So they're different parry challenges. Like it'll be just looking like a boss fight, but you can't shoot it. You can't harm the enemy. All you can do is parry stuff. I don't know. When I heard that and when I saw some of it on the reviews that I watched, I started drooling. Because that's like my favorite part is the timing and the jumping and the parrying. Now you have a new way to parry with Miss Chalice because you have that horizontal air or ground dash that also acts as the parry. So if you love that kind of stuff, there's more of that. There's more charms you can unlock too. One of the ones that every single review has talked about is on your first, third, and sixth parry of a boss fight or a stage, you get an HP back. So your first parry, that's nice and easy. When are you going to get around to seeing that third or sixth? Are you gonna are, are you gonna manage it or is it is the added pressure gonna get to you? All kinds of new stuff here in the DLC. And for what Run Review said, it's literally only eight dollars. Why would you not get this? The other cool thing is you can take Miss Chalice back into the regular game, which is I think what has one hundred percent sold me on it because there is a boss in the regular game I cannot beat. It is too much. There are too many phases. It's ridiculous. But Miss Chalice, in her airplane form, she's got a spread shot. I want to see what that does for my success in this boss that you have to hit a million different ways in his first phase. And the second phase, stuff is coming all over the screen and you got to line it up. How am I supposed to do that? Now I have a spread shot. Now maybe I can do it. Hell yeah. So if you love Cuphead, get this game. If you love crazy shooters, get this game. If you love boss rushes, get this game. If you love animation that's so beautiful, that's even more beautiful in this DLC. That's the last thing I'm going to close with. The animation in the original game, it's like that 1930s bendy, goofy cartoon animation. Looks incredible. One of the technical directors or whoever who worked on this DLC said the number of frames of animation in this DLC alone for those six bosses matches the total number of frames of animation in the entire rest of the game. So when you see these bosses and you see them moving and you see the stuff that they're doing, my, my eyes like bugged out of my head when I was watching it. I was watching it on my stupid little phone too. It wasn't even on a 4K screen. These bosses look incredible. They move even better than the bosses in the original. It's mind-blowing. So if you love Cuphead, get the game, all the other stuff, everybody should get this DLC and play Cuphead, and have a great time. It's going to be fantastic. So we're going to stick right there, Matt. Right with a great time and a DLC, I'm right there with you. Monster Hunter Rise has been out on Switch and PC for quite some time now. And I'll tell you this, I've been wanting to play it since the day I bought it on the Switch, but I wanted to play it with my buddy Shay. And I don't know what's going on, but I can't convince this human being to get this game and play it. He seemed like he was more interested in maybe the PC side of it. Now, that's sad because I already bought the Switch side of it, so I'd have to rebuy us. But alas, with none of that being talked about to any further degree, Sunbreaker, the big DLC, is already out. I haven't even played Rise Through yet, and they've already got Sunbreaker hidden right now, June 30th, as we're recording this. It is there for you to pick up Switch or PC, as I already mentioned, course if you have the pc and can play it that's probably the much better place because you get this true 60 frames per second you know everything's upgraded you get played of course on your bigger monitors whatever you can do that on the switch too so that's not such a big deal but that true 60 is just so flipping awesome i've been watching some streamers play it 
and the bosses are so smooth. It's so much fun. Oh, so what's different? What's going on? Well, if you've played Monster Hunter, you already know. You're a hunter. You go to this brand new place. The monsters are all doing something wacky. Something's got them all riled up. You need to figure out what it is, and you need to stop those monsters from doing bad things to the people in the town that you're protecting. That's the story in the base. That's the story in Rise. That's the story in Sunbreaker. It's not special. That's not why you're here. You know why you're here? It's because brand new locales, everybody. Yeah, you're already bored of Rise. You've done everything you can do. You've got the highest prestige possible. Well, now you've got the jungle to go into and you've got the decimated castle and all of its surrounding environments to go to. So two whole new locales to explore. whole bunch of new monsters to have a great time with and figure out how to defeat and, of course, get their gear because that is the entire point of Monster Hunter is collecting the gear to put on and match up with your build that you want to take in to do said fight. New weapons, higher prestige for every single piece of gear. If you didn't know, yes, that's something they do. When they come out with a DLC for Monster Hunter, every single piece you had means nothing. It's trash. Because all those pieces can be upgraded now to a much higher tier to make you look like you're a little pipsqueak where you were before. And some people may not like that, but I love it. I love it when a new DLC hits like this and you're just nothing. It's all, it's back to basics, folks. Go out there and farm that old little baby Anjanath and whatever. Do, you're going to do it all over again because you need those pieces to get stronger to go fight the harder enemies, the harder monsters, and have a great time. They got new characters, whole new story for this. Like I said, it's typically not a big deal. But if you are into the Monster Hunter story just for the funsies, there you go. Some new characters, a whole new story for this one. The rise goes in the kind of eastern theme, whereas this kind of gets you back into the western theme. So now you'll have your pick. There'll have to be some western-themed armor, eastern-themed armor. A western-themed town is where you're going to spend more of your time in this particular expansion. But you can always go back if you prefer the eastern-style stuff. Uh, I already mentioned weapons, armor, all that good stuff. What else? Hmm. Hmm, hmm, hmm. Oh, upgraded improvement actions so some of the systems some of the uh, ways you fight and movements have been upgraded in this sunbreaker dlc so if you didn't like the way your character played if you're a sword and shield or if you're a, a glaive make sure you take a peek maybe it's changed up a little bit maybe your movesets changed up a little bit there's something definitely for you and i can't encourage anybody who hasn't played it at all to get and play some freaking monster hunter i don't know people think it's intimidating or it is too much for them but I love this series, and I, I just want to play it so bad. But I just, for me, it, it's a it's a community game. If I'm not playing with people, I just don't feel like I should be playing it at all. I don't mind doing some missions myself, but as a whole, it's just a friend game. So until I can get my friend, I can't get in it. But I highly recommend you find some friends out there and get into this game and get into this DLC more specifically because you're going to have a fantastic time in the wonderful Monster Hunter world, Matt. Maybe you could just be my buddy. Maybe we get it on PC and we just play it. You know, Shay don't want to do it, so maybe we do it. Yeah, I got this bit for you. Uh, another thing we're going to talk about later in the episode opened with a trailer for the DLC. And you know me. I write down everything that I see on my little mm -hmm. notepad. I don't know why I was feeling ornery and I was feeling mean, but I wrote down Monster Hunter Snore. So, no, you're not getting me in on this one, Eric. You're not doing it. Apparently, apparently I have something against it, so it ain't happening. Oh, it's terrible. It's a fun game. Just I've said it before in the other stuff. Boss battle after boss battle, everybody. Check it out. 
I love it. Tons of other people apparently love it because it's been around forever and it's going to stick around forever regardless of what Matt says about it being a snore game. And while I'm on the subject of snore and boo and what did you do, Matt, did you get a chance to play Cult of the Lamb demo or Live Alive demo? Well, well, it's tied in. I watched the, the Nintendo Treehouse plays. Okay, if you want to tie it in later, that's fine. Where they dip their toes into it a little bit. And I watched it and I went, I'm sold, so I'm not going to play the demo. Like, I've played some of the original on an emulator. And I saw this and I went, there's three chapters to play. And I want to, but I'm saving that for the game game. So okay. I had the chance to, but I chose not to. And I take it you t- didn't touch the Cult of the Lamb demo available on Steam and all that good stuff. I don't think I knew about that one having a oh, demo out. okay. Well, then I feel like we've been naughty, and I say boo to you and boo to me because we've both talked so much about Cult of the Lamb and how we thought it was so cool, and we're going to play it. Mm. The demo was announced, and apparently neither of us thought we should go <laughs> in and play it. And I'm very sad about that because I hear nothing but super good news about it and how amazing it is and how much fun it is. And apparently it's like the number one played demo like in the world, all that good stuff right now. Nice. So nothing but praise hitting it. And then I had to add the Live Alive because that's another one. Both of us were like, we got to play. We got to check this out. I just haven't had time. I've had no chances to do gaming. So I was hoping Matt had done it. But uh, as you just heard, Matt says, no, Live Alive, I'm sold. I'm not playing the demo. And he also failed Colt. So sorry, folks. We don't have any other news for those two titles right now, but you can go get your own news. You can get your own opinions and go play those demos. They're available to you right now, Live Alive on the Switch, Cult of the Lamb over on Steam. Check them out. I intend to do Cult of the Lamb for sure before the next episode. I want to do Live Alive too, but it's such it's been so busy in quarter ends here, I don't want to make promises. But I will give it a very good attempt at least to get one of them in and played through so I can talk a little bit more about these games me and Matt have been hyping up for the last few months. Well, if things go well, which they won't because of other things at work, we should actually be able to record it. Otherwise, it might be a weird bits and pieces special. Just letting the, just letting the people know because Quarter End is here and Quarter End ruins everything. It does it does change stuff. And, of course, two quick bits since we're already running long, especially for a Quarter End episode here is Into the Breach Advanced Editions coming to iOS and Android via Netflix subscriber. Now, I don't, I wouldn't normally bring this up. However, Netflix, is, as we've said or talked about before, I'm sure you heard, has been trying to get into gaming a little bit, but it's all been through these just really terrible, trashy games for the most part. There's been a couple, like Stranger Things and stuff, that are pretty decent, but for the most part, nothing like, wow. This is the first one I've heard that I went, oh, and I pick up my phone and go, Maybe this is it. I'd love to play. I've played some of Into the Breach, but I've never finished it. And I'm like, maybe just on my, well, not this one, but my new phone that I still haven't activated, folks, because I'm too busy to even activate my new awesome phone. When I get on it, that would be fantastic. Who's Who doesn't have Netflix? Nobody. Everybody has Netflix. That's kind of a standard operating procedure at this point in time in life. Now you can get Into the Breach Advanced Edition for your iOS or your Android via your Netflix subscription. That's freaking cool. That's like really cool. That's a really good, you know, strategic, cool little tactical RPG game for you to grab up. That's definitely the the A tier of games yeah. that Netflix is probably going to be involved with. But I was even impressed because it was somewhere in the Summer Games Fest thing. They had a Netflix gaming special thing. And I watched 15 minutes of it on my lunch break. 
And they went, oh, yeah, if you have Netflix, you just go in and you download it right to the device. And I went, mm-hmm. that's cool, because I didn't know they were doing that. They were talking about Point B, which looks cool for a, a phone type of game. But I was like, oh, that's they're making it easier now. Instead of it being like a weird Netflix thing and you just – I don't know how the other stuff has worked. If it was just Netflix tie-in games or whatever. But I went, oh, you just go into your app and it literally downloads it. To the device you're, you're literally holding. There's no workaround. There's no, oh, log into it with your Netflix account. Nothing. Just bit, bat, boom. It's done. So, like you said, also a fantastic game. You can do that with now, too. There's nothing but aces. Yeah, definitely nothing but aces. Congrats to you, Netflix. Hopefully you keep this up and keep bringing, you know, these type of titles to your platform. And I think you'll see success if you do. But I'll tell you this, and this is not a quickie. Strangers of Paradise. It's just weird because Matt even mentioned, I said, I beat the game. I'm done. I'm not going to platinum it, but I'm happy with where I am. And Matt said, oh, until a DLC comes or something. Ha, 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 ha. What just happened? Strangers of Paradise DLC Trials of the Dragon King just got announced. Got a little trailer. It doesn't really explain much of what the hell you're going to be doing, but it just says there's going to be new enemies to fight, new things to do. So I'm excited. I don't really know what to expect if it's a boss rush mode or if there's actually going to be some you know story after the ending. I don't know much about it. I just saw the RPG site tweet. Anyway, this takes place after the game. So even the trailer is a spoiler if you haven't beaten the game well, yet. Yeah, yeah, I watched the trailer and of course I seen that you know it brings on you know, a new well, I don't know. I haven't beaten it yet. Don't talk to me. Oh, okay. no, 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 no. But it's just I see where they could twist it a little bit and make it so it's not like an actual real story going it's kind of just based off how things are going it, i won't spoil nothing i'm not gonna spoil it's too much just it could be kind of more like a boss rush type event than an actual hey here's the real story of what's going on afterwards mm-hmm. but maybe they'll put the two together and combine them i'm gonna get it because i did i really like strangers of paradise but I am worried that it is just going to be like a boss rush, and I, I've never been a fan of just boss rush type stuff. So I'm hoping there's some substance to this, and I can get an actually like a new environment to explore, a new little bit of this to do. But they showcased none of that. They literally just showed the uh, throne room, and that's why I'm a little bit worried. So I'm going to watch. I'm, I'm cautious, cautiously optimistic that uh, I'm going to get some really cool content from my Strangers of Paradise. But something I know, you're going to be optimistic that a bunch of cool stuff is going to come. It's the Nintendo Direct Mini. I am such a good podcast co-host. I didn't know this thing even happened. I was in birthday land. I was in wrestling land. I was in blood and guts land. And I saw this on the show notes, and I went, let me watch it. And I watched it, and I wrote down a whole thing of paper. A whole sheet of paper with all kinds of stuff. I had to stop writing stuff down because there was so much cool stuff. Obviously, Live Alive is on here. We talked about it. They announced the demo is out. If you go and watch the Nintendo Treehouse plays of it, they play like little micro-fractions of, I think it's two of the scenarios that are in that demo. So... I was totally worried about getting spoiled on a whole bunch of stuff, but they played like the tiniest bits of it, just so you can get flavors of it. And I gotta say, you heard me talk about Triangle Strategies HD 2D and the weird lighting in there. This is what I wanted it to look like, because these Live Alive characters, they pop. They're, they're bright, beautiful sprite people, and there's no like weird bloom lighting and stuff. Not, 
Not that that's affecting my enjoyment of triangle strategy, but I'm just saying. This is what I was talking about. This is what I wanted it to look like. Mm -hmm. So I saw it, and I watched the playthrough of little tiny bits of it, and I went, we heard it already. I'm sold. I'm I'm going complete media blackout. No demo, no more trailers, no nothing. I don't want to know anything about this until it comes out, and I'm playing it, and I'm buying it. It's pre-ordered already on Amazon. It's coming to me on July 22nd. It's going to be here. I haven't gone that far with it, Matt, but I agree with you. It's a definite buy. And this this trailer that in this Nintendo Direct sold me. Like the lighting, especially one that really caught my eye. In the futuristic area, they had this like neon light over a doorway. And the way it just glowed and went up and just added this perfect amount of light to the arch area like that was in. I don't know what that – it just blew my mind. Like the whole old school 16-bit thing, but just these touches of just beautiful stuff that could never, ever have been in a 16-bit game back when we actually played those games. It was fascinating, and it just looked wonderful. And then, of course, the three different eras where they kept pointing, just pounding in your head how different they are and how you've got to use completely different skill sets and techniques to traverse through those environments. Wow. I was just like, I want, I want to play this game so bad. I wish it was out right now. I would just go ahead and put it to the front of the line and we'd get going right away on this because that just felt like all the nostalgia and all the good times I want to have in an old school RPG type weird, you know, 16-bit game all over again. And I can't wait to see, I mean, we talked about all the different eras that stuff takes place in. I've seen a couple of them from my plays of just the, the Super Nintendo translated ROM that I got. So knowing how different those are from each other, and then seeing some of the stuff from that Treehouse Plays or the trailer here, looks like a giant robot. I know something about the prehistoric one that is actually very cool that I'm not going to spoil in case anybody doesn't know about it. I I just can't wait. It's ridiculously good. It's, it's going to be crazy. And of course, hey everybody, you like that game called Nier Automata? Hey, we're going to put it out on the Switch. And I went, yeah, of course you are. Mm-hmm. Of course you are. You're going you're gonna to tempt me. To get this game. Hey, uh-huh. we also got Switch exclusive uh, uh, costumes for, you know, 2B and 9S. You can call them 9s. It's okay. Yeah, 9s. Is, you're right. You're right. I can. Thank you, 9s. You're my boy. You're my boy, Blue. <laughs> now, I will never call him 9s, but I saw him come up. He's like, do, do, do. It's 2B and here's 9S. And I immediately, as soon as I hear it, you can call him 9s. I set it to the trailer on my phone as I watched mm-hmm. it. But not only that. One of the best games we've either one of us have ever played with the craziest, coolest ending that I've ever seen in my entire life. Not only is it here on the Switch, not only does it have exclusive costumes, but it also said new modes. And it looked like combat challenge modes. Uh-huh. And I went, damn it, if it was just costumes, I might not get it. But you give me something new to play. Obviously, I want to know what all those new modes are, what they entail and how long they are. And is it like... Do you have rank- leaderboards and rankings and challenge stuff? Will you give me new stuff to do with that battle system? To interact with ch- maybe chips and setups and all the stuff for the new modes? That's what's going to get me into this again. A hundred percent. Like, if, it's, if it sounds cool, it's going to have to be pre-ordered. And it's going to have to come here. And I'm going to have to play it through one time and do all the modes. And then at the end, end, never play it again. Just like I swore I never would with my PlayStation version. But they're going to get me double dipping on this, man. But that's the beautiful part. You'll be doing it on the Switch this time. Yeah. It's, it'll so be brand for, new. For a whole different thing. For a whole different peeps. For a whole different world. And if we play it 
at the same time, maybe I'll see Mahagaglong on the ground. Maybe I'll, I'll restore his soul to his body. Oh, that would be so awesome. <laughs> one more, one more near Tom on a side tangent. I've heard, heard people talk about how hard the game is. I think I died literally one time in all my playthroughs of that game. Yeah, if that, yeah. It was like in playthrough A, I died once because I got lost and I think I got mangled by a boar or something. And I ran it back and got my body and I never died ever again. Who are you people who are dying of this game? It's crazy. It's nuts. Yeah, I died uh, twice. I died once fighting the chick who gives you the fish because I thought I was a bad mamma jamba. Yeah, yeah. And she beat the hell out of me. And then I died twice because I ate the fish that she gave me. Well, that's different. That's an ending. Oh, yeah. So that doesn't even really count. So once. And that was because I thought I could take her on. I did all of her challenges. And then she beat me up. Mm. And so I got smoked. So together, we've each died literally one time. Uh So like. What's know. wrong with you fools? What's, What's wrong, wrong with you with fools? People? You ain't got that near touch. You ain't you ain't sophisticated. <laughs> you ain't on board. What's your chipsets look like? What are you doing? You gotta <laughs> learn to micro and macro manage your people. All right? Just saying. There's literally an auto heal chip. Just yeah. put it on. Just, mm-hmm. put, just put it on. Just anyway, put that on. So something else. Uh, since you brought up near, I'm bringing up one that had a big old star next to it. It's RPG time. The Legend of Right. We talked before about a storybook RPG. This is literally a notebook RPG, like somebody's composition notebook. And you have to watch the trailer of it because there's no way for me to describe it accurately. Some dude is drawing in pen an RPG in the pages of his notebook. And they said in the trailer, you have to draw in things, you have to erase things, flip the page, now it's a completely different thing. This sounds like exactly the other game we did, but this is more like ink and line art. And it's just, you have to see it. You have to see it and be excited about it just like I am because it looked crazy and it just looked like even further afield than that other game. I, man, it's got stars. What can I say? Hey, you know, I put a star against this one. Dragon Quest Treasures, man. I was like, what the hell is this? Okay. It's a continuation. And I don't know if it's a prequel or a sequel. And Well, it's not a sequel traditionally, but it's got Eric, which is one of the main characters in Dragon Quest Eleven. And his sister. And this is where they're going around collecting treasures because they want to be like pirates. I know why you like it. It's because hey, Eric has got a sister. Know, just okay, yeah, we get it. Uh-huh, yeah. I'm going to yeah, put a star uh, next to every video uh, game that has a Matt character in it. Oh, do you got I'm it. the star of the story, baby. What do you want from me? I got blue Terror. hair. I got blue hair. Big, long, <laughs> flowing blue hair. <laughs> oh. So, anywho, is, traditionally I'm not sold on kind of like the weirder like side stuff. But for whatever reason, I want to be back in the Dragon Quest world. It's just so fun. It's so just, a, I want to say, like, just adorable and just awesome and just cozy. And I was like, man. And then on top of it, I was like, well, if it's just you and your sister, that's not that cool. You know, it's kind of might get boring. Nope. You enlist the help of monsters. So you form a full RPG team and then you go around finding treasures. And I went, I like finding treasures. I have a lot of fun. I played a whole bunch of Sea of Thieves and that's just about... Boop, boop, boop. You're close to a treasure. Go do this. This is exactly what you're doing. You're getting treasure maps, finding these treasures, fighting monsters along the way, using the monsters that you, you know, befriend to help you to get to these treasures, to make your monsters, to make you more powerful, and to keep carrying on. I went, this is it. This is, this is the perfect, let me waste time. Let me have a good time doing nothing. Don't have to worry about being super invested. Can stop at any time game for the Switch. So that one got a few stars. 
and I want to pay attention and grab that one up. Well, I'm going to give you something that's the complete opposite of just relax and have fun, because this game looks stressful and intense and weird, and you remember me talking about that Devolver Digital presentation, and Suda51 was there, mm-hmm. and I went, why is he here? He's going to announce a game, and he didn't. This is the kind of game I thought he was there to announce, Lorelei and the Laser Eyes. It's like black and white, crazy art style. It looks creepy. It looks like you're investigating some kind of murder or something. You're in a creepy house. And then all kinds of crazy shit just happens in the trailer. There's all kinds of flashing stuff. There's weird things. It looks like Killer7 type of graphics. Mm-hmm. I don't know what's going on in here. Then there's laser, there's laser eyes, obviously. I have no idea what's happening in this. But it was the right kind of everything's confusing and everything looks weird and everything is strange then it just hooked me. And I went, I have to keep an eye on this. And maybe they'll have a demo or maybe future trailers that explain what's going on, how you're doing it, what you're going on to do. But it got it caught my attention, so it's got a star next to it. Well, one that caught my attention, but I just don't know if it's for me, but I can't I can't not mention it because obviously, you know, this is a uh, Gearbox Focus podcast. Mm-hmm. It's the Gearbox published game Blanc. And I love the style, the black mm-hmm. and white, the drawing, you know, the whole drawing style. It's got the, the like little fawn or deer, whatever it is, and a dog. And they, you're just traversing throughout this wonderful, beautiful little world. I don't know really what the hell you're even doing. I just saw them traipsing around, traversing kind of little, you know, platforming type puzzles, things like that. I don't know the purpose of the game. I'm assuming they're lost and they're going to try to find their way home together or something. Don't know. It looks really, it just looks super cool. But I'm not sold yet, you know. But I want to be. So I was hoping Matt would bring it up. And I was hoping Matt was going to tell me why it's amazing. Because this is more of one of those kind of Matt-type games. So I don't know. What do you got? Did you think this was something, Matt? Are you still like, are you like me, waiting to see more about what the hell it is and what we're doing? I want to see more about it because I want to see more of the puzzles and the different abilities that the two of them would have. Uh I think the one that they showed off was, hey, the fawn is on one side of the the teeter-totter, which raised it up for the other side for the wolf cub to jump on. So I want to see more, like, if they get abilities. Is this like a magical land or is this just like real world type of stuff? Uh But you said it. The art style looks beautiful. I was going to say, it reminds me of that pen and ink style of mm-hmm. the game I just talked about before, except this is clean and beautiful clean, and smooth. Yeah, clean lines, yeah, exactly. It looks really nice, so yeah. it's on my radar for sure. Okay. So both of us are looking at it. We're waiting to see more, to hear more about it, but it ain't coming out until 2023, so we've got a ways, and I'm sure we'll see a, a lot more trailers, a lot more information, especially through Gearbox Publishing in the future on it. Another one, I have no idea what it is, what it's about, how it plays, but there's something about it that piqued my interest Captain Velvet Meteor, The Jump Plus Dimensions. This was just a quick, very quick hit trailer in the last little montage that they did. And it looked like a perspective like Hades, kind of like isometric perspective, but there were grids. And then it seemed like you could like queue up actions because he would, whatever character or whatever thing was going on, it would make a quick dash. And then from there, it would do a big jump and then it would do this big action. Is this like a plan out your moves and then execute type of game is it i mean i saw a grid so i'm moving people on a grid you know that is up my alley but then there was this weird quick action and like seemingly steps to a plan that then executed i can't wait to see more about this i was gonna look it up but then i got busy with other stuff so i'm gonna look it up probably after this after i edit the podcast and put it up i'll be doing it at work tomorrow <laughs> i'll be looking it up on my phone because i saw it and what i saw i loved yeah, that one was looking pretty sharp to me, too. I haven't noted, but it, it 
now, for whatever reason, in hindsight, it's like a blur to me. Yeah. So I'm like, yeah, I started this one, but I don't remember it at all anymore. So I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, folks. I watched it. I did. But there was too many too many things on this damn mini, Nintendo Mini Direct here. And, and so I'll stick with this one, which is a big one for me, which is Mario and Rabbids Sparks of Hope. I never finished the other one. I got all the way probably the last area, maybe the area before the last area. Never finished it. I don't know why. It was great. It was wonderful. I think I got stuck on a particular spot. It was like a really challenging uh, scenario. Maybe that's what frustrated me and I never got past it. I don't know. But this one really spoke to me for one reason. One big reason. It looks like instead of being fully tactical where the grid pops up and you only see the seven spaces that Mario can move or that uh, Peach can move, whoever, doesn't matter. It looks like in this one it's way freer. So you'll be able to just, if you're in the vicinity, in the arena, you can then go do your dash move or your jump move or your attack move. You still have to hide behind cover to avoid being injured, but you can traverse the arena freely. And that makes things, and I hate to say it, it makes things, I think, unless they do something wild, way simpler, way easier. And I appreciate that because it was so annoying sometimes where it was like, hey, traverse seven spaces to nowhere because the baddies are here or i could just go two knowing because they're going to go six spaces forward and if i went all four to max my traversal out now they're going to get the first strike on me and i don't want that but if i only go two i've now wasted four space moves which is going to put me way behind the ball game when it comes to moving to where i need to be to traverse the area that's fun and it has its place but i would love a simpler tactical rpg where nope you're in the battle arena go where you want to go but just make sure you're thinking about the cover you need to be behind or if you got special moves where you need to be to initiate those special moves, that sort of thing. Because you have to do all those in the previous, but in this, one thing less to worry about would be awesome. And I think it make it more of a Mario-type game, just more fun, more creative, more goofy. So I, I really have my, my hopes up for it, and it also makes me want to go ahead, get back in, go be really craptacular at whatever the hell level I was on, and try to beat my head against it till I beat it, and then move forward and beat that one. You know, finally just beat it. I, I got so many games I'm halfway through on the Switch that it's it's just it's it's nonsense. I gotta stop it. Yeah, seeing this trailer made me actually want to start up the copy that I have that I bought ages upon ages ago when you were talking about how cool it was, and I've never even played it. It has never even gone into my Switch. It went into the little Switch binder, and I went, "Hey, after this next game, well, I'm gonna do it." Whatever, I'll end it with a two pack for me. Unless you got more, and then I got I got no. more two packs. After I only this. got I got one more that we got to mention. And it's the obvious one. So all right, so I'll I'll end my section with a two pack of games that I'm interested in. I don't know if I'm going to get them, but one is, and this is a ridiculous one because it has ten games in it. The Mega Man Battle Network Legacy Collection. Mm-hmm. Now back in the flashcard days, back in the GBA emulation days, I would always start them up, and I'd be like, all right, this looks cool. It's Mega Man, but it's tactical move them on your side of the grid combat and you're using different cards and different chips to use different abilities to damage different sections and squares on the enemy's grid and i always went i need to get into this and i never did apparently there were 10 games worth of them i thought there were like three or four that's what i thought but seeing it again and seeing it in a beautiful like shined up trailer i went it's units on a grid I love that. I love this type of thing. Maybe I need to get this. I'm interested in it at the very least. Another game I'm interested in, kind of for the same reasons that you are for Dragon Quest Treasures, 
It's Doraemon Story of Seasons. I think this is the second game in this franchise where it's all the Doraemon characters. It's kids. He's like a, a magical robot cat from the future who comes and he kind of, in the traditional shows and manga, the kids have a problem. He tries to solve it with one of his amazing devices that he pulls out of himself because he's a robot cat. And then hecticness and fun stuff ensues. But now they're like taking over a farm and like building stuff up. I love the original Harvest Moon. I played it like every single day when I got it. I've never been into the series as much since, but every time I see something Harvest Moony, I get interested in it. I like Doraemon. I like Harvest Moon. When I watched this happen, I went, maybe this is it. Maybe I need to start getting into this. I know there's a demo for at least the first game, or if it's not, then it's this game on the Switch that I have downloaded. So I need to play that to see if I like this, because it's two things I like crossing over. Hopefully this is for me. I agree. That was a good-looking one. The Doraemon was one I was interested in, so it was on there as a underlined. Check it out a little bit more. So I, I got you, man. I understand where you're coming from. Those do sound great. And there is a couple others that are noteworthy, but you know what? Let's let's end it with the one that we already mentioned at the top of the show. Persona 3 Portable, Persona 4 Golden, and Persona 5 Royal. Coming to the Nintendo Switch, and October 21st is the first one, which is Persona 5 Royal we're getting, on the Switch for you to play portable whenever the hell you want, wherever the hell you want, in all of its glory, because yes, you get the Royal version, which has such amazing content, and I want to play it so bad, because I've only played the extra content once, and I've played the other stuff like three times now. I'm like, oh, that's not fair. I have to play the new content at least twice. So I'm just itching, itching to play this. And now I'll be able to play it anywhere with that music bumping anywhere on the Nintendo Switch. You said it. I watched the trailer and I went, okay, yeah, cool. It's coming here too. But I'm going to get it on Game Pass for free. And I'm going to play it there, which I still am going to do. But you said it. They didn't say it in the trailer, but you said it right now. Play it anywhere on the Nintendo Switch. Our dreams have become reality, Eric. Uh-huh. We've talked about it from the over, first over. moments we started playing Persona 5. I think you and I both said on this show, imagine if this was on the Switch and you could take it to work and play it on your lunch break and you'd get you'd, your brain would completely jump out from the hell that is work, into seeing all your best friends again and spending time with them and laughing and having fun or going through a dungeon and doing that amazing combat. All oh, the beautiful songs. Just... I mean, hell, that's all I would need. I would get the little Bluetooth adapter for the Switch, the big pain-in-the-ass thing. I would cram it in there. I would turn it on and just leave it in my bag and put my Bluetooth headphones in. And it would just be Persona Day. Mm-hmm. You just sold me on it. I wasn't going to get it on the Switch because I didn't even think about it because they didn't say it in the trailer. <laughs> you said it. Now I have to get all of them. Yeah, I have to get all of them here. I mean, I'm getting them for free on Game Pass, yeah, so that doesn't really count. Yeah. But it, it, so I'm double dipping on this one and technically triple dipping, but that one doesn't count. Yeah, because that one's all we already played that one. And we got that at a different time in a different era, so it's a whole different thing. And then the boot. Persona 3 Portable and Persona 4 Golden. I want to play Persona 4 Golden again, too. I've only ever played it through it once. I'm like, man, i got to do it one more time and correct myself and go with Risei instead of Chia. Because, you know what? She just, you know, Risei, I think, is a better fit. So 
I made wise decisions, and I went with Marie and Rise. And since no, one's a DLC character, she didn't get mad. Bam, 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 Bigelow. Look at me go. <laughs> and then, of course, Persona 3 Portable, I'm just getting into here. But having it there would be fantastic. But like we already talked about, the coming soon does suck. I'd really like to know when, like if it is actually soon or if it's video game soon as in forever. I'm also going to be interested to see, obviously, the first two won't be a big deal. Persona 3 and Persona 4, they were made for consoles from forever ago, ported to handhelds from forever ago. Persona 5 Royal is the newest, hottest, freshest hotness. How's that going to run on the Switch? Is it going to run really well? Is it going to be long load times? That's the only thing I'm concerned about. Someone pointed out something. It doesn't really equate, but it sort of does. Catherine Full Body Edition ran perfect on the Switch, and that was the same engine that made uh, Persona 5 Royal, Persona 5 Original. So in theory, it should run fine. However, as we know, that's not potato to potato. It's mm-hmm. a you know different type of game, different type of. It's, it doesn't have moving scenery constantly. Right, right. You know, and when it does, it's inside of a, a conditioned area that's only going one direction, and it's all blocks right. except for with one thing. You're loading up the night, and it's blocks, and that's fixed. Versus yeah. you're running all through hell and going from this, you're going from that side of town to that side of town, and yeah. I'm going here, here, being bang, boom, bang, boom. But I understand the point. It's the same engine, and it made Catherine Full Body Edition run beautifully, no issues, no hustle, no fuss. So in theory, we might, and hopefully, we'll see the same. I'm just maybe. I'm done. I'm done. I'm. Uh, I got. I, I got we nothing else because now I'm all I'm thinking about. Is sitting there at that desk at work when it's a crummy day, and it's going, Mm-mm, making this face, and just zip, <laughs> zip, open my bag, press the power button, click, click, boom, and then just whoop, knock those headphones in, and I don't even care what you say to me, because I just got Persona 5 music rocking in my headphones. Oh, can't wait to get, oh man, back to Futaba's dungeon. The music in there is just bumping. Sojuro's just worried, asking me to help out. I'm like, you got it, bro. I got your back, Sojuro. My watch will never give me the high heart rate notification thing. It will always be down at like 50. I'll be like, I'll be so relaxed. My body will feel like it's asleep because I'm just like, I'm home. I'm at home in my bed, just in my cozy little persona bed, just wrapped up, all snuggled up. Mm. Ah, Doesn't matter what else is going on. Indeed, folks. That's where me and Matt will be. Where will you be when all these wonderful games come to the Nintendo Switch system? Huh? Are you as excited as we are? Holy mackerels, Matt. I can't tell you how excited I am. Got the jiggles wiggles. (laughs) I always say it, you know, I always get so hyped after this, but then I'm like, I'm looking at it. Look at all these stars. Look at all these games I got to get and play. It's ridiculous. But let us know all the answers to Eric's questions let us know how many of these things you starred via the email, thirdshiftme@gmail.com on the Twitter machine at thirdshiftme, and find us on Facebook under Third Shift. Indeed, you can find us over there on the old Facebook, and while you're checking out Facebook, check out the old Patreon. It's like a little tip jar. Like what you hear, like what we're doing. Consider taking a five-second break, throwing a buck over to that way. A few bucks, you get some extra content, see what we're up to, and some other stuff. It's a wonderful little thing. Helps us keep the show and the lights on. As I've said a bajillion times before, but if you can't, that's okay. I understand. You can take two seconds of your life, give us a five-star rating, write in a mailbag question, let us know what we're up to, let us know what you want to see. If you got something you want us to talk about, you know the rigmarole. So, get out there and do it. I'm telling you, get out there and do it, folks.
Oh, and another. Oh, yeah, yeah. See, it is like episode one. Like, I forgot yeah, my whole ending. He spiel. forgot. He doesn't even know the end. <laughs> and another thing you should go out there and do is listen to the very next episode, which will be dropping on or around quarter in willing. Who knows? The seventh of July. You can find that though on iTunes, on Stitcher, on Podbean, on Spotify, and on YouTube. And as I always say, hey, if you like what we're doing, you'd like to help us out, please give us a like, a rating, a review, a comment, a subscription, any kind of good thing on any one of those good services, because it does help us out, and we really do appreciate it. We do indeed appreciate it so very much. Just like we appreciate those five-star reviews on the iTunes or on Spotify. So get over there. Get them to us. Get us pumped up. Get us flipping tables for this quarter end. Woo! You know what I'm talking about. Get me jazzed up so I can smash this old phone against my forehead. Pow! And I can finally have a phone that I can put apps on and utilize cool little things like normal people have done for years. Wow. It could be a new life for me. Just get over there and do that thing, okay? Appreciate it. And until that time, there's nothing else to say, but... Don't forget to say... Shut up and sit down.